This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Monday, and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Hey, hey, hey. We'll get to where you are in a second. And please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? Happy Monday, everybody. Ooh, everybody's <laughs> voice sound all gravelly today. What's up, everybody's voice? I got a I got a hole in my mouth because my throat my throat been a little busy. <laughs> I thought you were dating. I thought you were dating. It's been a little busy. <laughs> oh well, y'all always be the ones coughing and sick, and I I I, I think y'all don't got me sick. I'm sick now too. I don't feel good. I'm tired. I don't feel good. Al, how you feeling? You've been in four different cities in four days. Like what the hell? I'm tired. Where you at? You want vacation? Um, yeah, I'm at I'm in Riviera Maya. Um, I'm staying at a Rosewood property here. You know, guys, I've been coming here for the last couple of years. You know, I filmed from here too. I've done the show here each year. So this is almost, you know, the time that I get to decompress and refocus, even though there's not much decompressing because I'm still working. Oh, and Claudia, I want to give a shout out to our boss, Stephen Brown. He spoke to my class this morning. I did it virtually at Bowie State University, and he really dropped like some really cool gems to the kids about, you know, being from a historically black college and university, how they can get their foot in the door in sports and entertainment. And he talked about, which I thought was very captivating, the importance of AI and how they need to, they're on the cutting edge of it. And if they if they really embrace it and learn how to use it in entertainment, they can find themselves employed really soon. It's really good. All right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And also our former boss, James DeBose's birthday is today. So let's all wish him a happy birthday because they're, He's still considered family. Happy birthday, James. Happy uh, birthday, James. All right. Happy hey, birthday, y'all. James. Yes. Um, my door finally came, y'all, that I've been talking about for four months. It finally came in and got installed on Saturday. So check out my Instagram page and check it out. And the uh the latest renovation, I'm pretty proud of it. It's pretty it came out pretty, pretty nice. So I'm happy about that. The oh. cats didn't like it so much though. <laughs> what is that? Those cats was like, what the hell going on in there, mom? I know. And they tried, they've been trying, they were trying to sneak out when the workers were there, but thank God they did not. All right. Uh oh, Cali Girls Jay said, Claudia, your house is because is coming along beautifully. And Tristan Lee said, Al probably got you sick at that party Friday night. Oh, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. Yeah, I mean, she didn't make it. Oh, but we got to wish Funky Happy Founders Day to the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. What year were you guys founded again, Funky? I can't remember. <laughs> 1906. Don't pull it out. <laughs> don't pull it, because it's all about the beginning and the end, all that stuff in the middle. Don't matter. Oh, but thank you, brother. Are y'all drinking tonight, or are we trying to work on our immune systems? I have cranberry mixed with faucet <laughs> water. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm drinking champagne tonight. I've been drinking all day. You know, when you're on vacation, you sip all day. So, Al, you don't need to be on vacation for that. <laughs> I'll be like, you know, it's a Thursday. That's true. Afternoon. It's a Monday morning. All right, let's get into the show. We have a lot to talk about now. Congratulations are in order for Ashanti and Nelly. Uh, a source uh, told Us Weekly that the two will be expecting their first child together. Now, I'm going to say allegedly until she says it, but I don't know if they were playing or not. But um, if it is so, what are your thoughts on this news? Q, let's go to you first. You know what? I'm loving the fact that Ashanti is showing the people that you can spin the block and it can be healthy if both of the people do the work. I wasn't expecting her to get pregnant, but you know what? If her and Nelly are in love, then congratulations to Ashanti. All right. Al, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she deserves it. She's been patient. She's been waiting for the right guy. The right guy happens to be a guy that she that she knows and that she's been in a relationship with. And now they they get to grow a family together. You guys know I'm a sucker for black love, so I'm here for all of it. I hope it is true. Um, you know, Nelly just sold half of his catalog for five hundred million. I mean, fifty million dollars. Fifty million dollars. He sold half his catalog. So, they uh, that baby. If there is a baby, be well taken care of. And you know, Nelly is, has been successful for a very. Is long that time. a lot though? Is that a lot for a catalog? Well, I I mean, I, I take it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Kim, oh, the Kim and Chief said, please let it be false. Okay, oh. some, some, I saw some people in our comments arguing about it, like they were fussing, like some people were like, you know, they were, they're angry at, at him for not working out the first time and all that. But then there's the more romantic, the people that are like, you know, nostalgic, that are happy that, you know, they reunited again. I think, I think they look adorable. I think he looks very, they both look happy, but his right. smile seems to be very, very, like extra happy since they got back together. I think they look cute. All right, we have an update on the divorce case between Jeezy and Jeannie Mai. It's been reported that Jeannie is now accusing Jeezy of infidelity during their marriage, and she wants the rapper to cough up some money for breaking their prenup. Uh, And let's make a note, once Jeezy filed for divorce, Jeannie was devastated and was hoping they could reconcile their differences. Are you surprised that Jeannie is pushing these allegations, Al? I'm not surprised because at this point, when she knows that she's left in the smoke, she's about her check. She's making sure that her family is protected and that she gets paid. Now, let's be very clear. I don't believe her. I don't believe that there was infidelity because the way she responded to the divorce didn't give me cheated on me already. Right. She was defending their marriage. I think she was shocked, blindsided by the divorce. I think she was embarrassed and humiliated. She said publicly that she wanted to work on it. And he said, absolutely not. And because of that, now she's circling the block and now she's claiming infidelity. She's claiming infidelity to protect her pockets. Now, we can't be mad at a, at a single new single mother protecting her pockets. But I definitely don't believe that that's the main cause of their, their divorce, which is infidelity. Uh, Q, what do you think? Man, see, so much. Y'all hate it when I call her that Chinese lady. And I know, what is she, Korean or Vietnamese? <laughs> Which one is it? I think she's Vietnamese, I think. But it's funnier when I call her that Chinese lady. Y'all know that Chinese lady line. That Chinese lady is lying. Men who cheat on their wives don't file for divorce. Jeannie may try to do some strategy to get some money, and I'm not mad with her, but nobody's believing this. 
I don't know. I did some research on this today and Tisa Tales, so she does like these deep dive. Tisa Tales does deep dives into um, these things. And she said that in their prenup, like allegedly the story is according to her that before they got engaged, before they got married, uh, that he was caught kind of doing something in, in inappropriate, uh, not necessarily cheaper, but in, inappropriate. So then she he wanted her to not leave him. So she said, well, if you want to do this, she put it, she insisted when he proposed to her that in their prenup would be a clause for cheating and there'd be a financial penalty. So um, I think there's more to the story than we think of. And I think it's very easy to villainize Johnny, Jeannie Mai because of what she said about the black meat on the side. And I, look, trust me, I don't like that comment at all, but that doesn't make everything she say wrong after that. So I'm going to reserve my judgment until all the facts come out because why are we acting like he did not cheat on all these other women? All of a sudden, he don't cheat. I don't know about that. And people were mad at her for coming out in the interview, but he sat down with Nia Long first. So this mm. is, I don't know. I, I think there's more to this story. And we'll see. Hey, we'll see who's right, who's wrong, and who's in the, in the uh, who's at fault, or who's lying. And I guess we'll be talking about this for a few more weeks, probably. All right, moving on from getting baptized to removing her fillers and now quitting OnlyFans, it's safe to say that Black China is turning over a new leaf. The former reality star decided to remove herself from the platform to a more family-friendly site because she wants to be a positive role model for her kids and other women. What are your thoughts on Black China giving up her major source of income? Funky. Y'all know I never buy into this after they don't made all the money. Like, it's very convenient for you to get on there and make all your millions and then be like, oh, I changed my life. Don't do this no more. If you really, really about it, get back all the money. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. No, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. Al, what do you think? You know what? You know, everybody on this show knows that I'm a Black China fan. I'm going to always take up for Black China. Um, I think Black China is being very smart nowadays. I think uh, repositioning herself as Angela White is showing that she's rebranding herself. And she's doing it because she has a huge custody case coming up with Tiger. And you can only imagine she's also doing it in preparation for her custody case with Rob Kardashian. I think it's smart. I think it's insightful. And I commend her for doing it. Look, if I'm not mistaken, and Claudia, you and Q can correct me, wasn't her mother also a stripper or a dancer? So, you know, it just kind of bled over to Black China. She saw how that money comes in doing those things. And now she's saying, look, I, I got to protect the future of not only myself, but my kids. And I think that's what she's doing. She wants better for her life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Abby B said Black China done unlocked her better self. Look at you, was funky, inspiring people. Any other comments? <laughs> funky. Any other comments? Uh, Audark said, I feel like this born again Christian thing is just another hustle. And Terry Crowell says, Black China needs a timeout. I'm over her. It's giving a little overexposed. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm 100% buying it, but I definitely get the rebranding. I definitely get it. I, I like it. I, I know sometimes on this show, we say when we clown each other, I don't live there anymore. Or, you know, we are, we're allowed right. to like grow, you know, and I think she is. And only time, again, time will tell if it's fake or not, but it seems to be real. I it's hope been so. Consistent. She has been. Right. Taking the, the, the implants out and all that kind of stuff was uh, to me a big deal. Um, all right. According to a recent report, it seems like Nick Cannon's village of 12 kids is costing him a pretty expensive penny. Nick reported that he goes to Disneyland at least once a month to celebrate his children's birthdays and for holiday treats. And he spends around two 
$100,000 a year at the theme park. What do you think about this, Al? Are you surprised? Two hundred thousand. I think it, I think it's crap. I think it's bull crap. I think it's silly, and I think it's dumb. And I don't think he should have been talking about this in the public. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is probably one of the hardest working black men in entertainment. He's got jobs on TV, radio, podcast, YouTube, primetime, daytime, all time. Nick Cannon is a hustler, and he's constantly working. But I don't care how much you spend on your kids, Nick Cannon, and where you take them once a month. That's not parenting, son. And I, I don't have any kids, but I have a whole lot of nephews and I have a whole lot of brothers and sisters and I work in education and I know who's been parented. You have to be there to teach that child how to walk. Where are you then? Where who's teaching that child how to add and subtract? Where is it? Where is the hot plan hide and seek? You know, where are those times with the kids? You know, wh who disciplined them when they don't do their chores? That's parenting. Spending $200,000 sounds impressive, sounds great. You're rich and you got it, but you got 12 kids and each of them need an active father and they need parenting. And this ain't it. Hugh, what do you think? You know what? To Al's point, I don't think this is the flex that Nick thinks it is. But the only thing saving Nick is that we have yet to hear him in the media about his baby mama's complaining about child support. So... If all the kids have been taken care of and he's got the money to splurge at Disney World, so be it. But I think it's stupid and it's not the flex that he thinks it is. It's putting a Band-Aid on a, a womb that requires stitches, if you ask me. I think Nick bit off a little bit more than he could chew. You know, I think at the time he was caught up in it, having these maternity shoots every single month with different beautiful women. And it was cute for a minute to him, but then after a while it seemed a little bit like, what the hell is going on? And now he's at a point where the reality is kicking in. Cause like a, a, a few stories that we've reported on him, it seems like he's exhausted, he's tired, he, he's finding difficulty in making the rounds and seeing all these kids. And $200,000 a year on amusement parks alone, what's the food looking like? What's the clothes? <laughs> what's the school? Like right. imagine what that expense is gonna be. Right. I, I think may, it might reality might be setting in now like, what have I done? Uh, the Melon and Mary says there's no way he's active in all 12 kids' lives. And Brittany okay. said Nick is absolutely insane. And I think it's finally hitting him that he's uh, he's affecting these kids by being an absent father. All right. Well, well hopefully he's not. All right. Coming up next, we're going to give you every reason to leave Florida. And later, we have your tea fact of the day. Stick around. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, welcome back to TGIF. All right, whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the state of Florida. That's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida. <laughs> Ooh, you know what's crazy? We've been doing this for a while, and we don't run out of stories. We actually 
have more. Have too many. We, we don't get to. <laughs> All right. A middle school teacher's assistant in Florida was arrested for slapping a student inside the classroom. Look at her. She looked like, and I'll do it again. The incident took place when students were playing a game of drawing a turkey and they were not supposed to look at the paper. The student reportedly told police that he did look and that's why she smacked him. Oot Galloway is facing one count of child abuse without great bodily harm. What's your thoughts on the story? Well, I'm going to go to the person who smiled as soon as I said, <laughs> slap the kid, and that'd be funky. What's up, Q? You know what? She probably slapped him because when she asked him to draw a turkey, he probably drew her ass. And then she, <laughs> and then she slapped him. We slap kids in Florida, so she did it. She got to get whatever come to her, Claudia. Oh, that's the first case you've given up in a long time. You're just answering a plea of no contest. I mean, we slap kids, so. Jesus. All right. On that note, Al, do you slap kids? No, you know I'm an educator. I don't slap kids. But you know what, Claudia? There are some badass kids in these classrooms these days. But one thing as an educator we can't do is we can't touch them. And that simply is not our job. But you know what our job is, though, is to hold them accountable. And we just have to figure out in this school system how to hold kids accountable and how to empower teachers so kids don't feel like they have the ability to, to, to compromise that power. I feel like acts of violence, you either perform them because you want power or you've lost power. And I think that's the only reason that she would slap a kid because she's not slapping that kid just because he didn't draw a turkey. There's something there that has happened in the past. He doesn't like her. He doesn't follow her instructions. And because he didn't do what she wanted, she let him know who has the most power in the room. She slapped him. And it's not good. Production, can you put that picture back up? It looks like she slapped the kid because she just don't like kids. Like, that's the look. <laughs> and Al, they say you don't count. They say Al don't slap kids because he teaches college. Well, I've taught more than just college, everybody. I've, I've, I've taught, you know, elementary school. I've taught high school. I've done it all. All right. In other substitute teacher news, a man is facing several sexual offense charges after sending videos of himself masturbating to two female students on Snapchat. The teacher even went as far as to ask one of the students to be his girlfriend. What are your thoughts on this sick news, uh, Al? Again, it's Florida. What do you think? He needs to be dealt with criminally. That's just that. You know what? Something like when you hear something like this, Claudia, if you have kids, you really are worried. Like, who is who? Who is the schoolhouse letting teach or substitute teach my kids? There's got to be a better system. I mean, this is wrong on so many levels. He needs to go to jail. And, and the school that 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 allowed this indiscretion, they need to be held accountable. I would sue all of them because y'all know I will sue somebody. I would sue all of them, including the janitor, for even letting him be in the, in the building. Sorry, this is not good. Do you defend your state? No, now, you know, when it comes to the kids, I don't play. He's got to go under the jail. OK, you can't be putting your you know what on Snapchat masturbating and giving the students. There's not actually nothing funny about this whatsoever. He needs to go to jail. What may, like, what, what is in your mind that says, let me ask a 12 year old to be my girlfriend and let me show her myself masturbating. Like, I, I don't get it. E. Harris says electric chair. And I'm starting to think that nowadays 
These people are intentionally applying for these jobs because they're predators. It gives them access to. Right. It gives them access, giving them a front row seat to doing what they have probably. This ain't his first time. This doesn't feel like this is his first time being very forward and sexually suggestive to young kids. All right. Get into the story. An estranged husband has been arrested after his wife's body was found in a storage unit. The husband, Corey Hill, is currently behind bars and facing four counts of attempted murder after allegedly shooting a former at a former girlfriend and her family on November 12th. Oh, more madness. Uh, Q, what do you think? See, the cost of living in Florida is high. That's why that lady was in that storage unit, okay? People is living in U-Hauls. They live in storage units. They live in four people to a duplex. If the cost of living was fixed, she wouldn't have been in that storage unit. True, she got true, she got murdered and put in the storage unit. She has four kids and they live. That ain't how it happened. <laughs> so, Claudia, I'm going to say real quick, you guys know I'm a part of a crime series on TV One, which is owned by Urban One. It's called The Payback. I'm doing a shameless plug right now. That's correct. My new um, episode is out, so please watch it. But The Payback series is about crimes of passion. And I've had the the uh, the the front row seat to learning how people do crimes of passion. Like this is crazy. After reading police reports and court documents and interviewing detectives for the, for payback, I've learned that this type of situation isn't the first time. Usually, it has happened multiple times in the family. And you got to also think about if because he got caught cheating, he killed his wife and put her in a storage unit. Can you imagine what those kids, those four kids, have witnessed? at their home based off of this guy's passion of crime, a crime of passion? Uh, TB said, Lord, Corey did it. Look at him. And uh, Nyla Jacobson said, he looked crazy as hell. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all, coming up next, we have your tea fact of the day and later find out why Kiki Palmer is seeking mediation with their baby daddy. Keep it locked. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, we can all agree that social media tends to resurface some of the most random facts in pop culture history. So it's only fair that we unpack those facts in our T-Fact of the day. All right, I'm sure y'all remember Whitney Houston's rendition of the Dolly Parton single, I Will Always Love You, right? Big monster hit. All right, well, in a resurfaced interview from 2019, Patti LaBelle revealed that Dolly Parton originally wanted her to sing the hit song, but it eventually went to Whitney, which she graciously executed in the film, The Bodyguard. What are your thoughts on this tea fact of the day, Al? I, I, I thought it was, I thought 
that was interesting. You know, it's funny because we found out that Dolly Parton offered Patty, right, to remake it, but Dolly Parton didn't meet Patty's deadline. Patty had put a deadline on how long she was going to offer it to Dolly Parton, and the people over at Whitney Houston's label said, hey, the deadline is over, and we want this for Whitney Houston, and dang on, was that not the smartest thing that they've ever done? Because in all honesty, I think that Whitney Houston did much more um, justice to this song and made it much bigger. We all love it. We actually, when we think of this song, we think of Whitney. It's almost like in the same situation, wasn't it Celine Dion that Celine Dion also purchased a song from Patti LaBelle? And I think it, what was it? Um, if you ask me to, uh, Celine Dion purchased that from Patti LaBelle and remade that as well and blew it up. In my opinion, in this case, now we know we love us some Miss Patti. We love the way she sings. We love those runs and all of that. But Whitney Houston and Celine Dion definitely did more justice in those two songs right there than Patti could ever do. Yet, bless it. I'm glad Whitney got it. Sam Cooke said, I could see Patti doing it in her own way. Echo Jacks, Eric Epic Jackson said, ain't no way Patty could have done that song like Whitney. And Mariah said, why would Patty tell that? Q, what do you think about this? So Al, I never knew Celine Dion did. If you ask me to, that if you ask me to, mm -hmm. I never knew she did that. Yeah. Um, I can hear Patty doing I Will Always Love You. Will it have been the hit that Whitney made it? Absolutely not, but I can hear Patty doing it. I can't do it, but I can hear Patty doing it. You're not, trying to, sing, you're not trying to sing today, Q? No, my voice. So I, I didn't go to Miss Jen. I went to Kim Burrell last week. And, you know, <laughs> she got an ugly spirit. She messed up my throat. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I think if Patty would have done it, she would have, like, and then we never heard Whitney do it. Of course, Patty would have killed it. But once we did hear Whitney do, do it, it's, like, hard to imagine it any other way. You know what I mean? I'm sure if she did it, we'd be like, oh, amazing. I mean, I'm sorry, Dolly. Uh, but the fact that Whitney did it and we now know we have that version, it's hard to imagine anybody else do it. Yo, you've seen them. Um, you ever see those clips that are on social media of, like, white pageant girls when they try to sing, like, a like a, like a Jennifer Hudson song or a Whitney Houston song or one of those real soulful and it just goes left. Don't you be dying. You ever see those on social media? Uh, have you seen the one where the girl was trying to sing uh, and I am telling you, the white yeah, that's girl? That's the one. Yes. Oh, my God. What happened? I didn't see it. What happened? She was like a pageant girl, like in a local pageant, and she tried to sing that song. And it was very mayonnaise and helmet. And butchered. No season. But, Claudia, I've always wanted to ask you this question. What was your talent when you were in the pageants? You don't need, so Miss, there's two different systems, Miss America and Miss USA. Miss USA is interview, evening gown, swimsuit, the questions. Miss, Miss America is more of a scholarship pageant. It's like more a talent uh, interview and like less sexy with the swimsuits. But um, a lot of times those girls will learn a talent just for that one night and they don't really do it, you know? Okay. So I'm glad they didn't have to fake force us to be, be fake talented because I, I, I got nothing for them. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, let's get back to some topics. Little Nas X is tired of y'all judging him and released a statement for the naysayers that are against him transforming into a gospel artist. Ooh, it might be to us. Little Nas X wrote, y'all see everything I do is a gimmick when in reality, I'm just an artist expressing myself in different ways. Whether I'm a cowboy, gay, satanic, or now Christian, y'all find a problem. Y'all don't police nobody else's art like mine. 
Y'all hate me because I'm fun, cute, and petite. Oh, this sounds like something Funky would say, so I'm going to go to you first, Funky. <laughs> what are your thoughts? You know, I was getting ready to go in on Little Nas X, but when he's talking about petite, that do something like brother. <laughs> now, you know, I get him being frustrated from coming under the scrutiny, but you're not going to play in our face, Little Nas X. Like, all of this stuff is a gimmick. Your country, you're gay, you were playing with the devil last week. Now you're playing with God, you're playing with blood and shoes. It's just a lot, and it is gimmicky. Like I said, when we did the last story on him, give us the talent. You don't need the gimmick, unless what you're trying to tell us is you don't have any talent. All right, Al? Well, I'm going to disagree with you. Personally, I don't. it's not a gimmick. I wish it was a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. He's a freaking troll. He's a troll and it's getting old with him. And 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 now you're such a troll that now we're questioning, are you really talented? Dude, you're super freaking talented, but we don't care because you're trolling and you're making a gimmick out of yourself by being a troll. So don't try to say we are making you a gimmick because you're not, you're a troll. Your talent to me is trolling and trying to get attention off of the internet when your talent should be creating good ass songs that are gonna last for years so that your masters would be sold for gazillions of dollars because you're that type of dude. Man, you need to go see a therapist. I'm sorry, he's way too talented, but play way too many games. And it's like, it's like playing in our face. They need to give the opportunity to somebody else as far as I'm concerned, if he don't pull it together and figure out a better way of expressing himself creatively. You know, I'm all for, you know, like certain artists when they reinvent themselves, we give them props, right? We're like, okay, they're reinventing themselves, but it seems to like go in one direction. I think he goes like this. He's like, uh, you know, he's all over the place. This is what I have an issue with, with a lot of personalities, talent, celebrities doing all these wild and crazy things, right? For whatever your reasons are. Then getting mad at people who have normal human reactions to what any normal, insane individual would think, you know, that we're the problem. Maybe sometimes you got to be like, you know what? I am doing a little bit too much. I was just on Satan's lap straddling him a year ago and a year and a half ago. Now I want to do a gospel album. Of course, people, any reasonable person is going to say, hold up and side eye that. That is not a us thing, Lil Nas X. That's a you thing. And you probably should have thought that out a little bit more than just go from one extreme to the next. Maybe you could have started with the satanic stuff, which I never will be a cool with that. But if that's your way you want to express yourself, then so be it. And then maybe go mid ground, maybe a, a gradual evolution. But when you just jump from that to that, of course, we're going to react like this. And then to get mad at us, for reacting the way anybody sane would react to me is like, come on, dude, like, don't like y'all said, don't play in our faces. Okay. Keep a lock because coming up next, Kiki Palmer is pushing for mediation with Darius Jackson. I cannot wait for this case to be over. And later we have an update on Derek Chauvin's attack. Let's talk about it when we return. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. 
Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, we have an update on the case between Kiki Palmer and her baby daddy, Darius Jackson. According to documents, Kiki asked the court to move the restraining order hearing in hopes of working out their issues privately in mediation. Just to note, the current restraining order and full custody are in full, are still in full effect until the two work out their differences. What do you think about this? Let's go to you first, Q. Uh, so I'm always going to be for people trying to work things out amicably, right? But after you don't put your business all in the media, your mama was all in the mirror spitting, you saying he hit you to now want to run the restraining order back, Kiki, it's making me feel a little com uncomfortable because you don't got us all stirred up. So as far as I'm concerned, I need you to see the restraining order through. But if he's willing and she's willing to work the thing out amicably for the child, then I guess I can stand behind it and support it. All right, Al, what do you think? So I'm, Q gave you the politically correct answer because he knows that we love some Kiki Palmer. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to give you how I feel answer. I didn't like it. I ain't like. I don't like how this feels. I don't like the fact that they now want to go to mediation. Kiki Palmer single-handedly, and because we love her, Whatever, she, whenever she is uh, is hurt or something happened to her, we come to her defense. We have single-handedly attacked this young man and his brother and virtually have run them out of town. They will probably never work in Hollywood again because of what she said he did to her. I got a problem with that because don't make us come to your defense thinking that you, you know, that that we have to rescue you. And when we rescue, you say, but wait a minute, guys. Okay, now I want my privacy. I want to I want to handle this. I want to settle this privately. So thank you for all the support. But now I need my privacy because at the end of the day, this is my baby's daddy. I get it a little bit, but at the same time, I would prefer that you take the opposite strategy. Like, first of all, don't bring us into your personal life and make us attack him and, and, and his brother. And we've just dug into their family's lives and we just unveiled all types of ugly stuff about them only for you now to say, hey, sorry, guys, I want to handle this privately. That gives me abuse of celebrity tea. And I don't like it. I'm sorry, guys. I love Kiki. We know that her and her mom are the hardest working black females in Hollywood. They've been doing it for a long, long, long time. But this don't feel right. It just don't for me somehow. Uh, Comfort Asante said, y'all, Kiki said it's not true. And Tam B. Dan said, it looks like Kiki wants to give their son a two-parent household. This is a tough one. Let's see how it plays out. Um, I, I do hear you about the stuff being all in the public. And I was, I got to thinking about it. I'm like, well, how did this start off? How did this whole thing start off of, of us knowing her she business? Filed, she filed for a restraining order. And in the restraining order, she put the video as evidence for why she should have the restraining order. And then they went back in public. Take us out the chat at this point, Kiki, because we love you and I want to continue to love and support you. But at this point, as it relates to you and your man, because that is your baby daddy, take us out of the chat, please, because this isn't fair to all parties, including your fans. I want to go back to the beginning of it real quick. It was him that went on on Twitter, right? And then started this the, the, the tit for tat with those two. And then it just went back and forth. And it got really big and ugly. Because we never really oh. heard about Kiki's business before this, right? We didn't really hear much about this before she got this this relationship. You're talking about when he went, she went the to the show. Uh, show. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the yeah. 
the physical assault. I yeah, for this know. part we know, we know that part. The but domestic yeah. violence part. Oh, I don't. You know that other stuff. I'm just. I don't, I don't really care about that. But domestic violence and charging people and saying that they're horrible individuals and that they are hurting women is a huge deal and it's a huge charge. And you can't just say for people who love you and want to protect you. Oh, sorry. Hmm, I want to work it out now. At least for me, maybe I'm too 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 invested. Maybe I shouldn't be so damn invested in these people's lives because this just doesn't feel right to me. You know, because he, I mean, I live in, in LA now and when you say his name, it's a it's a growl. It's like people are not happy with him or his brother. It's not good. I didn't know either one of them existed till they got linked to Kiki though, so. All right, check this out. 50 Cent has been trolling Diddy for years and he is not letting up. 50 Cent recently posted an image of Diddy with R. Kelly's face and wrote, Diddy do it. Coming soon. He keeps trolling, saying he's producing the documentary. He's been going hard on Diddy. Pause every single day, um, posting something on his page. What are your thoughts on the trolling? Funky, I see your eyes sort of lit up. I mean, you know, the worst thing you can do is give somebody who don't like you ammunition to shoot you. And that's exactly what Diddy did. Everybody knows that 50 is a troll. And most times 50 annoys me. But under these circumstances, I think it's funny. Uh, 50 Cent is extremely funny. And if you're not on the receiving end of his his efforts, if you're not in his crosshairs and you can just sit back in the silence, he is funny. It's funny. and I do want to say this. I don't think he goes after people for no reason. I think there's always like a, a a reason, a cause. It's not just like Diddy did nothing. Al, what do you think about this trolling? Are you entertained you by know it? What? He is funny, but they, come on now. Everybody needs to stop acting like y'all got amnesia or whatnot. Now, 50 Cent, I know you watch TGIF and all fun and games until something comes out on you. Because if I'm not mistaken, Miss Daphne in 2013 had five criminal uh, charges against you for stomping her and also kicking down her door and physically abusing her in which you took a plea deal. So let's not be too happy to, you know, tease somebody who's doing stuff that you have been known to have done. Now, I will say this, though, because he is funny and he does keep his finger on the post. I will continue to troll Diddy with you. I will continue to follow you as as you do it. But don't let anything else come out on you, sir, because if we look at the record, the record is clear. You, too, got a little bit of a, a little past that's not the best when it comes to women. You know, I think, and bringing up Daphne, I think of another motivation for him is, remember, uh, Diddy was dating Daphne, was alleged to be dating Daphne for a little while. So that's probably why he's doing a little extra sticking it to him, you know? All right. In other news, we are no conspiracy theorists, but did y'all hear that Kimberly Simmons' house caught on fire? Y'all hear about this? It's giving insurance scam tease. <laughs> it's giving Russell Simmons is in Bali and ain't been paying me child support and I need to get my funds up real quick. She know, she's not do child support no more from Russell Simmons. Back pay. Back pay. Kimora posted an image with a caption, my house caught fire. The kids and I are all fine. I cannot express enough my deepest gratitude to the numerous battalion leaders and units that attended to us for many hours today and quite possibly save our lives. Listen, there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening with people involved. Right. Oh boy, 
Al, what you think? You think has you think there's any link? You think Listen, I'm not gonna scared? lie. We we know Funky's not feeling good today, so I'm gonna take up some of the stack for him and help him out. I ain't gonna lie. When I heard it, I was like, ooh, ooh, does this got something to do with Diddy? And we have reason to believe that. We know that two of Kamora Lee Simmons' bridesmaids, Kim Porter and Erica Kennedy are no longer around. There's been suspect as to why they're no longer around. And a lot of the conversation is around Diddy as it relates to all these other people associated with him and either falling sick and illness almost dying or dying. So to me, that was my first thought. I was like, ooh, this could possibly be. But let me tell you this. Kamora Lee Simmons is not a dumb woman and I love her. You know that she and I are friendly. Kamora's doing this for a reason. And Kamora, keep doing it. Keep documenting everything that's going on in your life. If you come home and the door is open and you don't like it, post it. If you get, if something in your house is missing, post it. If somebody, or you all of a sudden get sick, post it. Cause we need to know if anything is happening to you for the convenience of somebody else who's in your circle, who with your friends have gotten them questionable outcomes like dying or getting sick. Keep going, girl. We watching and we got your back. So many people have been coming out. Uh, Candy Candy said, it's a scheme set up by Todd. Y'all leave Todd out of this. Oh, so Todd catch a strike. Q, what do you think about this? Do you think Diddy has something to do with this? What, this Marty and Al, do y'all honestly think Diddy has the propensity or the capacity to get people killed? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so when I hear things like this, it feels far-fetched. But do you honestly think he has the capacity to do something like that? Yes, I do. I, I'm going to say that I, I can say that he doesn't have the capacity not to do it. I think the reason why I'm so like on top of it is because being a part of this crime of passion a series on TV one, I've learned so much about people's psychology and especially men when it comes to power and control, especially when they want to exercise it over women. So they don't think rationally, but they are very clever and, they, and they're very sophisticated in how they make things happen and how they make things go away. That to me has been fascinating to watch as I understand crimes of passion. And if you really want my honest opinion, I'm not going to say that he has the capability, but I can't say that he he wouldn't. Hollywood people, music industry people, people have been taken out for less. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Claudia, I like that. Is that from experience? I don't know what you're talking about. Coming up, we have an update on Derek Chauvin's prison attack. Stay close. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, we have an update on the Derek Chauvin stabbing case. Last week, we reported that Derek was rushed to the hospital after an attack from an inmate. Well, it's now been reported that the inmate stabbed Derek 22 times and will be charged with attempted murder. Any thoughts on this update? Q? All lives matter, and there are good people on both sides. I totally agree. <laughs> and I'm sure if he just would have complied to whatever the guy was saying... He would be alive with us he'd be, today. He'd like, be totally fine. All he had to do was comply. 
I yeah, he was stabbed how many times? Twenty two. Not enough. They were saying that he was they said it was a catch twenty two on social media. <laughs> I think that's funny. Y'all don't have to laugh. That's funny to me. Al, what do you think about this? Okay. I must have been drinking too much champagne. Don't judge me, everybody. But to me, this is additional justice. This is additional justice that we got because we don't usually get justice. What he did to George Floyd was wrong. How he killed him was wrong. Why he killed him was wrong. And if we want to take it a step further, when I say additional justice, we get additional justice for Trayvon Martin because we didn't get no justice there. This is additional justice as far as I'm concerned. Judge me if you like, but that's how I feel. I just wonder if it's like, uh, if it's, I hope it's not fake news because like he just was denied a second time of trying to get out, right? Or trying to get parole, whatever. He's trying to, he's been trying to get out. He keeps getting denied. And so I'm wondering like, did he really get stabbed? Is this a story to... Yeah, no, he got, he got stabbed and they're moving him out of general population. And alleged, Have you seen any pictures of him though? Have you seen any pictures? They, well, they're not releasing the pictures, but allegedly, allegedly the, the man that did the stabbing is a part of the Mexican mafia. Now, if you see a picture of the man, you notice that clearly he's not Mexican. I didn't know this. Did you guys know that you can be a part of the Mexican mafia and not be Mexican? Very interesting. Wow. This is a growing story, and the pictures are coming out, Claudia, so keep your eyes open. It's very much possible because I'm a rich white woman, so I, oh. I do understand how it could happen. <laughs> but MT69 said, who was the man that stabbed him so I can put money on his books? <laughs> right. And then, like, the fact that a Mexican mob, okay, a black guy in the Mexican mafia, and then they did it on Black Friday. I don't know. It kind no, no, of no, he's not a black guy. He's not black. Well, you know, well, he's the, the Mex Mexican, exactly. Mexican he's mafia. Mexican. One thing I haven't seen in the Mexican mafia is a black person. I, I can I can say I've yet to see a black person in Mexican mafia, but this guy looks like he could probably be European of some sorts or, or white. Um, but yeah, he's definitely not black. So a Mexican guy, a guy in the Mexican mafia who's supposed to get out in another year or so on Black no, no, no. Friday. He had, he had thirty years. He well, he's going to he's going to kill and for us um, for black people make a statement on Black Friday. I, it just sounds like sounds like a, a Tubi movie. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't know. I'm side eyeing it, but OK. All right. Ari, Ari Lennox recently walked on stage with a baseball helmet after getting hit with a water bottle at a previous show. This is madness. Okay. What do y'all think about this? Again, with the fans still throwing stuff, Consigo is able to throw stuff at artists on stage. What do y'all think about this? I'm telling you, and I said this before, we're going to move to a point now where I think they're going to start putting mesh screens in front of artists to perform to keep them from hitting things. Ari cussed whoever the hell that was out who hit her with the bottle. And then did you see the video? After security was escorting the girl out, she was trying to explain why she would be there. And security politely gave her her water bottle back and escorted her out the door. It was hilarious. But I get it. She's trolling us a little bit with the whole helmet thing. But I'm telling you, we're getting ready to move to a place where they're going to start putting mesh screens in front of performers. Think how scary it is to be on stage with a bunch of people, thousands of people, and you don't know who in there is unstable, who, who, who wishes to cause you harm. We're getting more and more crazy people. Every every show we talk about crazy folks. Um, Al, what do you think? I mean, I agree 100% with you. I, I uh, also think that it's very smart for her as an artist signed to a label 
to do this type of exhibit because she's letting them know that you as my label are putting me in harm's way. Now, if you don't correct this and I get hurt, you're gonna be held liable. All right, moving on. Amber Rose reposted a rather interesting message about the dating pool. The post states, the dating pool has married people in it. Do y'all agree? Come on, Funky. Go on first. Not only does the dating pool have married people in it, it's got pee in it, boo-boo in it, old toilet paper and everything in it. Dating in 2023 is just the ghetto. But, um... I mean, Amber Rose, considering the fact that you do the slut walk and your past, are married people been in a dating pool bother you? Oh, that's a real... I'm just asking. I don't know that lady. Ow. Well, you know, I know that lady a little bit. I like Amber. I mean, she's evolving. I think she's right. Um, and I think, honestly, if we're really, really honest... And Claudia, you know this, this is why we at our age circle the block. We end up going back to people that we've had experiences with that maybe we weren't mature enough for it at that time. I love to see the circle of the block of Nelly and Ashanti. I love seeing the circling of the block of, of Janet and Jermaine. I love, you know, according to the streets, Corey and T maybe getting back together. I like watching circling the block because baby, what's out here ain't good. Like you said, it's got boo-boo pee and toilet paper in it. And circling the block is okay. It's okay going back to someone that you originally had a connection with that didn't work out. And then you re-examine that, hey, it wasn't so bad after all. You know, I never really bought into Amber Rose with the whole slut walk thing. Because, like, this was a girl that we've always known to be in long relationships, married, long-term relationships. And I think it was, like, a thing that she did for them. And I don't think she's really about that life. I don't. I really don't. I don't think that. Um, and now that she's really in the dating world, she's seen how trifling it is. It's disgusting. Uh, I don't know why it's become so corny to a lot of people to like, like to shun, to, to be in love. Like why people are just shunning love. You know, if I had a, a, everyone's like, well, I'm not ready for a relationship, but they want to do all the things. They want all the benefits of a relationship or, you know, all these traumas and triggers, like no one can power through anything anymore. Listen, find a person you like, you enjoy spending time with, and you want to check on daily and, and work it out with them. Pick someone. We are at the end of the world, the way it's looking lately with all this. We had pandemics and fires and wars and all kinds of craziness and depressing, depressing things. Find someone that you can rock through this life with and, and it give you some kind of stability in your life and your world. And uh, the dating pool, me and my girls talk about this all the time. Seems like half the people want a relationship and the other half don't. So the ones that want it ain't really finding the ones that want it. It's just a lot of I want to ask a question to you and Q because something that I'm going through right now is that there is someone that I'm interested in, right? And I know deep in my soul that it ain't all the way right. But I think to myself, why do I have to be in a relationship where everything's right? That's not life, right? Everything can't be right all the time, right? So I'm thinking to myself now, well, maybe they got 70% of the stuff right. And the 70% that they got right, I can rock with. I feel like I can build with it. But that 30% just wears me the freak out. Like it drives me. So what do you do? Oh, well, I mean, 70% is a, if you was in, well, you're in school, that's a C. 
<laughs> that's a C a C minus. I mean We're take that C now. It passes, but it you passes, right? You ain't get no sounds to me like you know it ain't gonna work and you just trying to convince yourself. But I'm saying given what my options are out here, at least I know what the bad is instead of getting into something new and discovering the bad. Like that's the part that really freaks me out because Y'all know I'm 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 a romantic type. I'm a romantic. I'm a hope like hopeless. Like, however, I don't want to give my heart to anybody anymore. I'm tired of that crap. Like, I'm tired of giving, 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 and not getting, 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 getting. So this, I'm this like, is a new thing, Al. This is a new thing. What? This is something that you like you, relatively new. Something that you relatively like. It, this person is new in your life. Well, no, they've been around for a long time, but you know they're they're in like the the periphery. You know what I mean? They've been around. I've known them for about eight years, but they're definitely now stepping up to the plate. And it's like, okay, um, it's better you know, than everything else out there, but it's not all the way what I would say may, is may, what I want. Maybe you know? spend maybe spend time with said person and don't take it too seriously. Don't put any expectations on it. That's where we mess up, right? Putting the expectations on it. Mm. But um, I will tell you this: if thirty percent bug. Early on in six months, you that 30% thing will be very loud and you will hate it. Cause it was like, you know, little things be like, oh, black toenail. Oh, no big deal. But it's been eight but years. To, it's been eight years. I want to be clear. It's been eight years. But you haven't been dealing with them for eight years, right? Yes, yeah. So the 30%, maybe I'm over it's definitely 20 or 30%. Sorry, I ain't gonna lie. Is it 20 or is it 30? Because 80 <laughs> Okay, so it's like somewhere in there. All I know is that there's a part that I'm not comfortable with. And that is where I'm like, should I like throw away something that has 80% of 70% or 80% of what is good and I like and I could I could rock with away because there's stuff that they need to work on. You know, we might have to pick this back up tomorrow. And uh, me and me and Q have some cough drops ready so we can really read this <laughs> down and really dissect this thing and get into All it. Right. But that's good that you even are interested in someone out here because. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. Okay. I want to thank uh, my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Of course, thank you for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Foxhole Face Up. They be going at it. Y'all ever stick around and watch that show? They be well, going at it. They be going at it. We'll see you I'm back going, here. I'm going to eat. See you, soulmates. Bye, we'll Have see you tomorrow. Have a nice, soulmates.